Actors Talk Podcast, Episode 46. Welcome, everyone, to Actors Talk Podcast, Episode 46. My name is Tommy G. Kendrick. I am a professional actor based out of the Austin, Texas area. I've been in Screen Actors Guild and after, now SAG after, since 1978. I say that only to let you know that, I, <laughs> that I'm an old goat, I think. Yeah, that's it. I am the producer and host of the podcast, and I want to welcome you here for this episode. Thanks so much for being here. I am battling a bit of a flu bug or something, so I want to make this introduction short, and you will, I'm sure, be grateful for that. My, epi- my episode, boy, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I told you I have the flu. My guest for this episode is David Patrick Green. David is an actor that you will recognize from appearances on many, many television shows and in films, television shows such as CSI, ER, Battlestar Galactica, Covert Affairs, and many others. The reason that David is here on the podcast episode tonight is to talk about a site called HackHollywood.com. Hack Hollywood is his creation. He is the driving force behind it. It is a really an actor's instructional site, but it's more than that. It's an it's a system that he has put together. Uh, that he's broken down into modules, and we'll get all all of that into that in the interview, of helping actors learn how to have a career. This is not an actor training site where you're going into a lot about uh, character creation, or it, it's it's not a Meisner technique site, or a Stanislavski site, or an Uta Hagen site, or any of anything like that. This is a business of acting site. And I think that we all can use much more information about that. So that's what the, the this episode is about. I will let you know that I did check out the Hack Hollywood site before having David on the show. They allowed me to, or David did, allowed me to uh, check out the show. The show, golly, <sighs> boy, oh boy. What I did was I went on the site and I checked out content. I looked at videos. I listened to audio. I went through the different modules that were available to see what the experience would be for an actor that was paying for the site to make sure that I felt like if I were paying for the site, that I would be getting a good value. And I believe that that is the case. And if it wasn't, then you would never be hearing this interview with David Patrick Green. So as I fumble along, let's get to the interview with David and we'll talk about HackHollywood.com and much more here on this episode. Oh my goodness. Eh, Being sick stinks, doesn't it? But David, just to give me a little bit of background, because a large percentage of my listenership is concentrated in the Southwest United States, but there are listeners in 130 total countries as well. So maybe we could fill them in a little bit. Could you give me just a little bit of your background? Are you Canadian? Is that right? At this point, I actually have uh, three citizenship, believe it or not. I was born in Canada. I was born in Toronto and grew up most of my life there, you know, till my early 20s. But my father is from Belgium. Belfast, Northern Ireland, 
I'm Irish slash uh, British, and I'm also a U.S. a U.S. citizen. Effective 2009, I became a U.S. citizen. So I grew up mostly in Canada, uh, in you know up till my 20s, and then I started doing a lot of traveling. I spent a year backpacking throughout Europe and North Africa, a little bit of a little bit of Asia. I did a lot of sports as a youth, including ski racing, and so I actually ended up teaching skiing in the French Alps for a season. So I've done lots of different things, but I got involved in business and advertising, and Ended up in Los Angeles because prior to that, I was in Warsaw, Poland, working in international advertising. Wow. And yeah, and I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I know, I tell, you didn't realize where, where you were going with this question, but there's lots of different stuff uh, yeah. that I've done. And, I, and I'm not a spy. I promise you, I am not a spy. <laughs> I'm a greeting card salesman. Uh, that's, that's, there you go. Uh, I think that's what Maxwell Smart used to say. That's right. uh, his cover. I think the point I'm getting from this is that you didn't start out from youth to be an actor, right? You went into business. Ultimately, this is where you went. Do you have something yeah. in your background that sort of pointed in that direction that you, that you could go oh yeah you know granny you know was uh, was a great singer or something like that no i come from the least creative family on the planet <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no music or arts in the home whatsoever it was all foreign to me and and i really didn't show any natural talent for it either uh, as a you as a young kid other than you know i probably had classic add symptoms as a kid i was always getting in trouble in class i was always being you know i was always in detention i was always talking up and making jokes so i was that kid um, aside from that, not like no history at all. And then being in Los Angeles, I went and got my MBA again to try and make this a, a you know a long story short. <laughs> I was doing my I did my MBA at the University of Southern California because I was going to go back to Poland, but the weather was too nice. I didn't want to go back to dark, gray, dingy Eastern Europe. So I, I ended up working in management consulting for a while. Then the dot com crash came in 2000. We all got laid off. And I was there in Los Angeles thinking, all right, what am I going to do with myself? Because management consulting really didn't do it for me the way I thought it might. So I thought, you know what? I'll take a class, see what happens just for the heck of it while I figure out what I'm you know, going to do next. And then I just... I enjoyed it and I just kept studying more and then I just started seeing, okay, what can I do here? I didn't really have any plan or goal at the time. It just started off sort of as a lark and I just kept going a little bit further and a little bit further and taking more classes to the point where I was literally studying every single day. I was in a class every day and I had four or five scenes every single day. I just immersed myself into it, you know, eventually started getting the idea to do student films and then independent films and then and the hardest part was trying to break into actual professional jobs on TV, scripted serial programming like sitcoms and dramas and all that. That to me was just so hard. And I was doing all the workshops and, you know, casting director workshops. I spent thousands of dollars on yeah, casting Yeah, don't get me started workshops. on those things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Don't get me started either. Well, we, yeah, like, yeah, no, no effect. They didn't have any effect at all. I think I was called in for maybe two auditions out of, you know, two or 300 workshops I took. Sent off millions of headshots to agents and casting directors, anybody I could get an address for. And, you know, nothing was happening. And then I did a little thing that 
changed my entire life. And that was I got an internship at a casting office. And it was a really good casting office, one of the biggest in Los Angeles. And they cast CSI and Battlestar Galactica and all kinds of other shows. And what I decided, again, I didn't really plan this. It was just something to do. Maybe I'll meet a casting director. Maybe I'll get an audition out of it. But what I did is while I was there, I really stood out as the best intern they'd ever had. And they gave me more and more responsibility and pretty soon I was actually organizing and running the casting sessions on the lot at Universal Studios for CSI. So it was all for free, but they gave me tons of responsibility. And that responsibility led to them really trusting me. So when I finally said to them, hey, you know, how about an audition here, which incidentally I got by by uh, actually walking around the office one day in the character I wanted to audition for. And they didn't know that. So I thought I'd see if they could figure it out. But the part was for a serial rapist with a foot fetish. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I walked around one day pretending I was a serial rapist with a foot fetish. Now, how you play that? Um, I just basically looked at all the women's feet and complimented them on their feet. And it's L.A. So they have open toed shoes and I'd be like, hey, Carol, your toes are looking really good today. Uh, and unfortunately, I underestimated women's vanity because they just thought they had nice toes. They never caught on that I was trying to do something. And finally, the guy in the office said, Carol, he's playing the role. He's trying to get an audition. So anyway, they called me up literally gave me two hours notice for the audition because this is what they do, man. They want to see what you can do. And they gave me two hours notice, sort of like, fine, you want an audition here? And I showed up, I did it. You know, I didn't know if I was good, bad or whatever. And the next day they called me and said, David, you did a great job. You booked the part. And that that actually was my second job. I had just booked ER literally before that. Again, through, through another thing I changed, which was hanging out with people in the business and making friends. And I made a friend with a guy whose best friend was the executive producer of ER, who liked me, thought I had a good look, and told the casting director to call me in for an audition. The notion that people say sometimes about Hollywood, it's who you know, that's a, that's a pretty solid notion, isn't it? But it, of course, totally depends on what you can do. Absolutely. It's not just, hey, go meet people and then ask them for stuff. You, you have to dedicate your life to this. And then, yes, the way you get opportunities to show what you can do is definitely through who you know. And, and not only that, but what they think of you. It only makes sense. Many directors that will keep the same crew from show after show after show or film after film after film. And there's a reason for that. They know those people. They know what they're going to do. They trust them, and it, it just becomes a shorthand way of working. And in this business, time is money, so it makes sense to work with people you know and you trust. And so it makes sense to get to know people in the business. Absolutely. And, and, and earn their trust. Yeah. Right. And, and and you know what? The best way to earn their trust is not to ask them for auditions. It's to just offer your help in any capacity you can. Doesn't matter what you do for these people. You need to spend time around them and show them what kind of a person you are so that they just like you said, so that they learn to know, like and trust you because that's who they want to spend their time around. Like the days on sets are, you know, grueling. They go on for 12, 13 hours. And so you want to spend those hours of sometimes monotony with people you like hanging out with who you can depend upon. One of the best things I ever did was I called up some of the people that were booking me at all the ad agencies and said, hey, I'm thinking about moving to Los Angeles. Do you have any 
people that I could talk to. And they were happy to do that. You know, I'd take them out to breakfast or lunch and I would end up with a list of several people to see. And when I got to Los Angeles, therefore, I ended up with a great commercial agent because I was doing mostly commercials in those days. The first week I got there and it was all through a referral, you know, and uh, I would never have been able to get into those offices of people I was seeing had I not had someone pave the way with an introduction. What you just said, even though it's it's like most people are probably going, yeah, well, of course that makes sense, but it's really genius because so few people do that type of thing. And and I call that what you did is people always ask me like they say, "David, I want to move to Los Angeles, you know, I I I can't I can't succeed in Australia or England." Like they think all of a sudden it's going to change if they move to LA, and I say, "Listen, you need to become as successful as possible where you are now. I say become be a star where you are because if you can't succeed in your home market, then first of all, you know, LA is going to eat you up and spit you out in no time. But if you can create some relationships with people who obviously will have a few contacts in LA, then they can introduce you to those people and you can skip all of that, you know, swimming through the quicksand and getting, you know, preyed upon by you know, this sort of actor cottage industry. And, and you can hopefully pick up where you left off in your hometown in Los Angeles. This cottage industry you talk about is, is something we could go on at length about. And it involves mm. workshops and it involves casting director workshops, which is a whole thing in itself that people get caught up in. And there's a real ethical issue there that we could talk about. But there are also are, there is no shortage of people and organizations and groups out there in Hollywood or New York or Chicago or Austin or wherever, whose sole purpose is to separate an actor from their hard-earned money. You know, I would say the the big the best single piece of advice I could actually give an actor is not to spend a cent on anything really other than you know basic training if they have none because they don't need to spend any money. Like how, your success in in acting has nothing to do with how much money you spend. It has nothing to do with really anything other than being really focused on on what you want and doing the common sense things that you would do for any other career to become successful. So like people get really hung up on headshots and reels and all that kind of stuff. But I just say, ask yourself, if you wanted a job as an accountant, would you send somebody your picture with a blank resume and nothing on it and expect to get a job from it? Because a picture for an accountant is about the same as a picture for an actor because it doesn't say anything about the job that you are going to do and your experience. So, you know, if your headshot isn't able to communicate what kind of an actor you are and what kind of experience you have, then you need to make personal contact with people. Otherwise, you're just basically throwing spaghetti at the wall. And that's no way to have a career. It just doesn't work in anything else. And that's why it doesn't work for actors. Let's talk about your Hack Hollywood site. How did that come about? And are you the originator and creator of it, or did somebody come to you and pitch the idea to you? How did Hack Hollywood come to be? Uh, it is totally 100% my invention and my creation. And the way it came about was at some point, I've been moving around uh, a lot lately from LA. I moved to Vancouver for a while and then back to Toronto. And I didn't have a regular job and acting, even if you're working a lot, it's unless you're a series regular, you're, it, you know, it's just not a lot. You have a lot of spare time. So I thought, oh, I read a book 
uh, somewhere along the line called the four hour work week. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, sure. By, yeah, by Tim Ferriss. Yep. So I, I read that and it really inspired me. I thought, you know what? I, I like the internet. It's kind of fun. It's cool. And I thought, I'd like to be able to create something like that where I can bring my expertise to something and, you know, share it with other people and make some income on the side with it. And, and I thought, okay, what, what do I have expertise in that I think would be useful? And really the only thing I could come up with was, was acting, which is, was such a mystery to me. Like no one is out there teaching the real truth of how to become an actor. They'll tell you how to become an actor, but it's not the truth. It's, you know, headshots and reels and go to workshops and it's a bunch of stuff that's a waste of time. And so I thought, man, I could really share. How did I make that transition from struggling amateur to thriving professional? People would love that. You know, I would have loved that. I wouldn't have wasted years of my life and thousands of dollars if I had known this stuff. So I just tried to figure out how can I make this into a structured program that's universally applicable so anyone can read it. They don't like, cause you know, you could read Tom, uh, Tom Hanks story or Sean Penn's story and they'll tell you how they became successful, but it actually, it misses the real secrets. You know, it's like, okay, well, I happen to have this meeting with this person and I went to this school and all of these things that you could do those exact same things and have no success whatsoever. But it's uh, the order of things and the real, the really important stuff is often they miss that out because they've never really thought about it. And so I created this structured program. It's a five-step process that I, I think is pretty much applicable to anybody and started recording material and recording videos and audio and just put it out there. And I found a couple of guys who were based in Thailand at the time who, who agreed to help me build it because I had no idea how to build a website or a membership website, uh, no less. And so we just started building it and I started recording it and and I just keep adding to it all the time. I've explored the site and I appreciate you letting me do that. And no problem. for actors, it is a membership site. So people know that to get the bulk of the content, maybe all of it, I'm, I'm not sure you, you do have to pay a membership. Now there are good gracious. I don't know how many videos and, and audio components that you already have up there. You have the site divided into modules. Are those yes. the five steps? Do those correlate to the five steps you're talking yes. about? Yes. Each module is based on one of the steps that I kind of came up with as a necessary step in the evolution of a professional actor. If you want, I can just go quickly go through what sure. those five why steps why are. You, why don't you do that? That'd be great. So the first step is knowing yourself. And I think before anybody embarks on any journey, they really need to figure out where it is they want to go. And the best way to figure out where you want to go is to figure out who you are as a person and how others see you and what you want to do. Because all of those things need to be in line for them to work. And a lot of people see themselves one way and the world sees them another way. And in acting in particular, it's really important that uh, how you seem to others, you know, jives. Well, you need to understand how you are seen by others, because if you think of yourself as the superhero type, but in reality, you're kind of a soft, flabby, you know, uh, soft spoken, uh, nebbishy type of guy, you're not going to get cast as Superman because believability is the single most important aspect of casting because they don't have time to sell 
you know, maybe Nebishi Superman could exist in the real world, but it wouldn't be believable in a TV show or a movie. So it's really under important to understand how others see yeah. you and decide what specifically do you want to do. And so I really encourage people to get really clear and really specific. So that's know yourself and what's num what's what's after that? Number two is know the skills. So obviously, based on who, what you've discovered about yourself, figure out which skills you need to acquire. Don't study Shakespeare if you want to do sitcoms. It, you know, so find the right type of training and match it to your learning style. I think a lot of actors go out there and study stuff because their friends do or they heard about it, but it doesn't match up with their particular style or with what they want to do. Step three is knowing the business. And this is probably the single most overlooked part of acting. To work in an industry, get involved in that industry any way you can. Read the trades, work as you know, work full time if you have to. A lot of people want survival jobs and they're working, you know, uh, putting up drywall, personal trainers, waiters, when they could be working at a production company. Like if you got to work full time, work in the industry you want to work in. You know, all of the agents at CAA start in the mailroom. And there's a reason for that. It's so they can understand how their business works from top to bottom, which is so helpful when they are making day-to-day -day decisions later on in life. And it's the right. same thing for an actor. No the business you're in. And of course, working in your business will lead to step four, which is know the people. Having relationships with people who can give you opportunities when you are ready for them. So you can start working on relationships and knowing about the business even while you're in training as an actor. You don't have to you know, be ready for auditions to be working on relationships because you don't have to ask for that stuff until you're ready. And trust me, they're not going to offer it to you. Step five is becoming known. Once you have all of your other ducks lined up in a row and you've got a couple of professional credits under your belt and you've got a couple of relationships, sort of like what I was talking about before, I had a casting director and a producer, once they really have bought into you as a person and as a, as a talent, then you pretty much uh, get access to their Rolodexes as well. You know, they once they know, like, and trust you, they will promote you to all the people they know. Or if they don't do it actively, you can ask them. You can say, hey, uh, Carol, didn't you do a, a, a casting for such and such a producer a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, well, they're doing a movie now. And I'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, making a phone call and introducing me to that person. And they're like, of course, you know, of course I would do that for you, David, because I know, like, and trust you. And I know you're going to represent me well. And so it's just leveraging all of the other stuff that you've built up to having whatever career you want at that point. Now, when somebody comes into the site, just so, so, so people will know, what is the experience in the site like? There are a number of uh, videos and audio pieces or components that they can go through? Do they just uh, skip around or do, they, do you advise people to go through them sequentially or what's your advice there on the site and how is it laid out for the, for the user? Well, it's like a course. So it's, um, imagine if you're going to college, they don't give you all the material the first day because uh, our natural instinct is to be greedy, right? So we just want to consume content, content, content. But uh, so the way the site works is they, when they sign up, they get some introductory uh, videos or audio pieces, and it sort of explains some of this stuff to them. But basically, they'll get access to the first module, and that access lasts for two to three weeks. 
and they can't go on to the next module for at least two or three weeks, regardless of whether they complete it in the first day. Some people obsess and they'll just listen to everything, but they, basically each module is released every two to three weeks. So at least they aren't able to consume all of the content and not do anything. If they consume the content and wait two weeks for the rest of the you know, information to come, that's, that's up to them. But I'm trying to encourage them to take action you know, with what they have learned. Like you know, knowing yourself. Okay, so you've interviewed some people about you and they're telling you what they think of you. What parts do you think I'd be good in? You know, People always tell me, oh, you should play Hugh Grant roles. You're like a Hugh Grant type of guy. So then you can make some, make some decisions about your goals and create a timeline and try and set, create a plan that you will then follow. Then three weeks goes by, you get into module two and so on and so forth. And the other can they big go back and revisit these? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this content's always there once, yeah. as long as they're a member, right? They yeah, once go. it's unlocked, it's unlocked. They I can see. listen to okay. it as many times as they want. And okay. a lot of people do that. They'll go through a module because there's so much content. Like, I literally had to stop myself, Tommy. I... I could go on and on, like I could just create content because there's so much information, but you know, there comes a point at which they have enough, the 80-20 rule. What, what's the 20% of the information that'll get them 80% of the results? And so, what's yeah. The, that, what's the pricing like on the site to become a member? Is it some sort of tiered pricing or is it a, you know, one price for everybody or how does that, uh, how does that play out? It's pretty much one price for everyone for the standard membership, which is $27 a month. I try to keep it as inexpensive as possible. I've had people tell me I should charge way more because it looks like I'm undervaluing my own you know, expertise. But I just want to, I know what it's like to be an actor. You got no money, you're broke, blah, blah, blah. So it's $27 a month. And then we recently introduced uh, a master's level uh, pricing, which is $97 a month. And that includes a monthly uh, personal one-on-one -on -one call with me. And I will give them help with their headshots and they're real. Uh, you know, I don't really emphasize that stuff too much, but if people want it, I will help them make the best of what they have. I'll also help them with their goals. Like, you know, if they're saying, well, I want to do sitcoms, but my friends say I'm not funny and, and all that kind of stuff, I will try and, you know, get them on the right track so that they're not wasting time and going after things that, you know, either they don't make sense or, you know, if it's real, if they're really obsessed about it, then I'll try and help them figure out what skills they need to work on so that they can achieve those things. Like some people want to do Shakespeare, but they can't speak clearly. And you know, you need to overcome those obstacles, whatever they are. So right. I'll help them with whatever, you know. How do people vet these different pay services to know that what they're getting is really a good value and is good information. It's not just someone who's taking their money and they're not going to get anything for it. Well, you know, that's a great question. And I think it's a lot like a lot of things in life. You, you don't know until you try something like you can say, I want to be an actor and then you do it and you go, well, this isn't as cool as I thought it would be. <laughs> you know, you you're seriously sitting around a trailer all day is like, Hmm, this is not that glamorous. Uh, but I mean, there, other than the fact that, look, I have done everything that I talk about and I know how to do it from a strategic perspective because I have an MBA. You know, I understand how business works and I understand how this industry works. And I have people, you know, I know people at all levels of the business, but I've done it. You know, I've done it and I've lived it. And I, I wouldn't even say that that is a necessity. Like there's some great basketball coaches out there who were terrible basketball players. Um, but if you are getting your information from someone who's never done it, then where are they getting their information from? You know, wh where, there's gotta be some connection to 
what someone is teaching you, you know, in their own life. Somehow they have an obsession over something, you know, like John Wooden. I'm not sure what kind of a basketball player he was, but the guy was an amazing coach and obviously clearly obsessed. And Pat Riley and guys like that, um, you know, they're great coaches. And I have found that I'm a really good communicator and that I understand how to break things down. And I also know how to get someone to believe in themselves. And, you know, I honestly don't know how you compare that uh, one person to the next. I think you have to sample it, which is why, you know, I offer a guarantee you know, people can try it out for 30 days, and if they don't like it, I'm happy to give them their money back. What are some of the red flags that people should look at, either whether it's a paid site or if it's someone who's encouraging them to sign with them as an agent or a manager, do their headshots or whatever? There are certain red flags in this business that you learn over time to go, wait a minute, that doesn't sound kosher. Yeah, you know what? The big thing is over-promising, like telling people that, well, they're going to be able to be on, walk in the runways of Milan and Paris and, and using superstars as their examples. They should be using their own members who are doing okay and it started from nowhere because most people are not going to be Brad Pitt or Marissa Tomei or whomever. You know, not everyone's going to be a superstar. The thing is, are the promises realistic, not pie in the sky stuff? And I think that's what sucks most people in is they, they have dreams, but Dreams aren't what get you somewhere. A plan is what gets you somewhere. It's the part where your dream meets reality and can someone that bring that to you. So I think, look, when you see a lot of pictures of famous people and talking about wild, crazy promises of money, that that, that should be a big red flag. I, I think if you don't hear someone telling you, you got to work your butt off because there's people living in their cars to become actors. Hillary Swank slept in her car with her mom. So this is who you're up against. If you think this is going to be a hobby and you're going to do this casually for six months, you know, forget about it. It's not going to happen for you. You've got to want it badly and you've got to work every single day and you've also got to be able to maintain a positive attitude throughout the entire process. I've toured your site to a certain extent and I've listened to hours actually of of videos and, and audio And quite frankly, I wouldn't be talking to you now if I didn't think you were honest and legitimate and had something valuable to offer. I just I wouldn't have set up the interview. I don't have an affiliate relationship with David or Hack Hollywood or anything like that. I check this out and I listen to the content and I I didn't necessarily agree with every syllable that came out of your mouth, but Mm -hmm. I agreed with a lot of it and I agreed with the approach that you're taking. And the fact of the matter is what I know unequivocally is that Actors come into the business with absolutely zero training in the business of acting. And I think a lot of the information that you have on your site can help in that regard. You know, let me say two things, Tommy. I really appreciate, um, you know, what you just said. But the two things I think that should scare someone off is uh, hearing that they can try and buy their way into something and and also uh, that y- you don't have to work tremendously hard. And so... You know, anything where it says, hey, can't meet casting directors, pay $50 and you can meet one. That doesn't work. If it doesn't pass the common sense test, like you would do this in another career, then don't do it. Because everything in acting is exactly the same as everything else in life, okay? You got to go through a process. There's no shortcuts. You do the work and skip the the time wasting right. and you can you can achieve whatever you want to do and it's just 
100% up to you. You know, the one thing I didn't mention, and I, I do want to mention this because I think it's maybe as important as the content in our site is is our community. And I was going to ask about that, yeah. I know, I know you you mentioned that you didn't get in and I, I, I totally could have given you access to it. But uh, and I and I still can and we can do part two because I know there's whatever if you want to talk more about this. But our community is I, I like to think of it as an accountability community because I can give you all of the information in the world. I could put it in a textbook. I could put it on a DVD. It doesn't matter. You still got to do something. And the best way I find for people to stick with stuff is being accountable. And that's something I learned from my acting coach. And I, uh, that was Amy Linden, who I know you have interviewed before. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I, I took Amy's class. And one of the things she taught me was stand up in front of the class and say what your goals are. And then every week after that, you got to say what you did. And you don't want to stand up and go, oh, I didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's shame. Shame is very powerful, right? I have this accountability um, facet. I try and get people in there every week, introduce themselves, state what your goals are, and then come back and say what you did every week. And I think that's really powerful. And then every week I send out a report to the members listing the highlights of the activities of the other members and their little victories. So this is what I did and these were the results. And I think that is maybe as important, you know, yeah. it's it's the hand-holding down the line that you got a, you know, a supportive community of people with the same goals and sharing the information together because we are not in competition as actors. No one else is like you. You know, it doesn't matter if you have blonde hair and blue eyes. That's just the skin on your, you know, that's just your skin. But yep. it, your, your essence is always different from someone else. So share information with your fellow actors. It's right. never going to hurt you. It's always going to help you. Boy, I, I agree with that 100%. And I'm glad you talked about the community. What you're describing here, maybe some of the people listening will have heard of something that's it's all the rage now, actually. And they're called mastermind groups. Mm. And, and really, it's accomplishing exactly what you talked about. It's group of, a group of people with like interests who get together and hold each other accountable for what they're doing to move forward with their careers. And I think that's, uh, that's really a, a very, very dynamic and uh, important part of, of what you're doing or of what anybody can do. And, of course, people can, can do that on their own, but it's nice that you have that as part of the um, HackHollywood.com site. What's the biggest misconception you're finding, if there is a biggest or maybe one or two, that beginning actors are bringing into your community? Is there something that's common there that, that people just don't get as they begin this journey as an actor? Well, I think they get it, but they just don't want to get it. It's that they think somehow that acting is different than anything else. You know, that you just have the looks and the talent and someone's going to cast you in a show. The process of becoming an actor is so um, veiled in secrecy for whatever reason that uh, I think people have the idea because they read these stories or hear these stories, you know, on Entertainment Tonight of these overnight successes. And I'd say that's probably the biggest fallacy that there's anything like an overnight success out there. There isn't one person who works regularly as an actor that hasn't worked their tail off. And if they didn't work it off their tail, you know, work their tail off to begin with, uh, you know, so maybe somebody scooped them up at the drugstore. Then they started to work their tail off from that point forward because there just isn't any sitting around having things handed to you. So start working now and start working hard and keep working because that's what it's going to take. So how long has Hack Hollywood been up and running? You know, we, I think, actually just hit our two year anniversary 
in September. I believe we opened the doors in uh, August, September of 2011. And so, yeah, we've been around for a couple of years now. Are you working on additional features for the site that you can, anything that you can talk about to let people know what's going on with Hack Hollywood? You know, right now, all of the uh, information is offered by audio and video, and we are in the process of transcribing all of that material into text so that it's more portable. And for people who like to read, you know, they could put it on their Kobos or whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, we are very user responsive. So if somebody has a suggestion or a question, and I think it's something that we should change or add, then I just do that. But we are expanding only in the sense that we are going getting more and more global because we are we realize that this this information applies to actors wherever they are it really does you know what's amazing to me david among the top 5 international markets that have downloads for my podcast i think number 3 is china you know? no kidding yeah now most of my listeners are in the usa but of the consistent ones yeah china's i think like number 3 or number 4 for the international downloads so there is a desire for this kind of information globally and the really cool thing about being on the internet is that you find that you're reaching people that you never would have dreamed you would be reaching until you just started making the effort so you're right there are people out there that will be getting in touch with you and i'm sure already have from all over the world well, you know, I was that that's actually one of the things you were just reminded me. I actually uh, do have plans to translate the program into uh, definitely Spanish and probably French because I do have a lot of members in France. But obviously Chinese <laughs> would be pretty good because there's a lot of people that speak Chinese. One of the things that's lacking in this business and that I certainly didn't have when I started was some kind of mentorship. So one of the things you can find with a site like this, with this kind of content, is there is some place to go to answer what you might think is a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. It's it's just a question that a lot of people probably have. There's there's probably some content on Hack Hollywood that deals with that, or you could go into the community area and discuss that and, and get your questions answered. So I think that's an important facet of this type of uh, operation that you have. I answer questions all the time by email. You know, like I'm not someone who hides behind the veil of my site. Sure, it's all automated because I can't give out 60 hours worth of content to each person individually. Right. But if they have a question that whatever, for whatever reason, they don't find is answered, they just send me an email and I, I answer it. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up that we maybe haven't touched on that you want people to know about you or about HackHollywood.com? Not really, other than if you want to be an actor, you have to treat it like a profession. And all I've tried to do is outline how to treat acting like a profession because it, it ain't no joke. It's, it's not something that you can trifle with and expect to have any success with. So, you know, that's kind of my message and that's kind of my mission. So if people think that sounds good, then come and give us a try. Uh, you know, like I said, if you don't like it, we're happy to give you your money back. Um, and yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's been fun talking. Hey, can, can I say one more thing? Tom? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So I noticed that, and you've probably seen this because you're on the internet. There's a lot of people trying to sell things now that have to do with the latest trends of you know social media how to right. how to hook up with people on Facebook and Twitter and all of that kind of stuff yep. and it's easy to get distracted from the core fundamentals through all of these little distractions and I, and I just want to say look all of that stuff is only useful once you've got your core fundamentals completely 
solid and grounded. It's like a tennis player. You know, you can try changing your racket and changing your balls and getting new shoes and all of these things that are going to make infinitesimal little differences and keep you at, you know, at the, the, the height of the trend. But if you don't hit a thousand serves a day and hit a thousand forehands and a thousand backhands a day, none of that other stuff matters. So guys, stick to your fundamentals. That other stuff, really we're talking about fractions of a percentage point in, ch in changing your life or your career. Stick to the fundamentals, you know, the five steps, know what you want, the skills, know the business, know the people, and then become known. And all of that other stuff, you know, you'll figure out when you need it, but you don't need it until you've got those solid fundamentals in place. Well, that's a great place to end our conversation here. I've been speaking with David Patrick Green. He is a working actor with a lot of credits. You can find him on IMDb. Just go and check that out. I urge the listeners always to go to Google. Google is your friend whenever you're looking for information on someone who might be trying to sell you uh, on being your agent or whatever it is. Do your research and you can find out about David on IMDb and other places. You can check out his site at hackhollywood.com. And it's been a real pleasure talking to you for Actors Talk today, David. I absolutely enjoyed it, Tommy. And anytime you want to do this again, you just let me know. Well, thanks again to David Patrick Green. So what do you think? Does the Hack Hollywood concept appeal to you? Can you benefit from this kind of structure, the training, the accountability that you'll find there? Well, whatever your opinion, let me know. There's a comment area below the show notes at actorstalkpodcast.com forward slash 46. That's available for your input. If you've been a Hack Hollywood subscriber, let us hear about your experience. You can also leave a message via SpeakPipe button on the webpage, or you can leave me a message via Google Voice at 512-660-7160. 512-660-7160. If you're an indie producer or you're leaning in that direction, be sure to come back for episode 47 in a couple of weeks. I'll be interviewing Linda Nelson of Nelson Madison Films and Indie Rights. Nelson Madison is a film production company, also a distributor of digital film content via their own YouTube store, via iTunes, Hulu, other VOD platforms. And that will really be the topic for the episode, VOD platforms for the indie producer. I think uh, I'll, well, it's just a, something I think is just fascinating and some information that, that is very, very valuable for all of us in this current environment in which we found ourselves working and producing content. So join us in a couple of weeks for that episode. And until then, hope you have a great season of happiness with your family. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for making 2013 such a very fulfilling year here behind the microphone at Actors Talk. Hope to see you in the movies. God bless you. Until next time, this is Tommy. So long. around.